You know, happy Mother's Day. And, and aren't mothers absolutely amazing? Does this make sense? This is how intuitive moms are, right? They can just, they just know stuff. They have a connection with their children that's, that's just, uh, it's like osmosis, right? You can just, you just know that there's a connection between, you know, a mom and her, and her child. And it, we've seen it. I've, I've got the privilege to I got, I got the privilege to have been raised by very strong women, and I married a very strong woman. Uh, both of my grandmothers were absolutely amazing women of God. Bo, was, um, Bo always knew when I was sick, even if I was, you know, she lived in Bakersfield, but we lived in Altaloma, and Bo always knew when I was sick for some reason. And even when, there, we, even when Bo was watching me and the cousins, um, <laughs> I know, uh, we would, you know, we'd go in the backyard and we would boy, boy stuff. Like just, we were blowing things up and getting in fights, and we were boys, right? And what's that? I hung my cousin once, and um, I know it was not a good thing. Anyway, uh, but pops would always, pops never really interceded. Pops really didn't step in. He just kind of sat there and laughed at us. He just kind of figured that we were going to work things out, right? It was just this is how you gain information and knowledge. This is how you grow. But Bo always brought us in, right? We'd be crying or bleeding or upset or angry. And Bo always just, she always knew when a kid was hurt, like inside. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't, grandmas always knew, know when their, their child is wounded to the heart. And so she had this ability, this, this intuition to, to tap into that. Um, it's an incredible blessing to have a spiritual mother and a natural grandmother that could do such a thing. Uh, Grandma Smith was the same way. Uh, I mean, it was like she has God's phone number. <laughs> like... Like God calls her on the phone. There's no praying involved. There's no, uh, it's, it's like God, God skypes with, with grandma. I mean, they're, they're both with the Lord right now, but it was just, uh, it's great when you're a kid, but when you are in college, it, it's not a great thing at all. It was extremely annoying because I, you know, grandma would call me at college. Now, Joshy. And she called me Joshi. You're not allowed to call me Joshi. Ever. ever. You cannot call me Joshi. Ever. And she says, Joshi, you know what the Bible says about wicked women, don't you? And it's like, I'm getting there. I know. I know. It's like, oh, Grandma, I got to go now. Now, Joshi, let me tell you about the birds and the bees. Hey, Grandma, I know, I know, I know. But both of them were extremely intuitive. They had, they, they would, they would. Uh, they both saw open visions. They both saw angels. Um, just who they were. They were, they were like one foot into heaven already. They lived their life that way. Where does this? Guys don't have this. Guys can learn it, but guys aren't naturally intuitive that way. It's um, you know what it really is is I, I believe that women, women have a disposition. I believe that it's, it's built in and bred into their gender that they, they, they have a hunger and a desire for wisdom that men don't have. Can I get an amen? That's so true. <laughs> I got an amen from women, right? <laughs> I 
You guys are just like, like, shut up, Josh. Like, whose side are you on anyway? I'm not saying guys aren't. I actually, um, I'm more intuitive by nature. So, you know, it, it, you can you move in these areas or you're, 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 you have a predisposition towards intuitiveness like I do. But by and large, I, I, the, there is a, a hunger and a desire for wisdom that, that women have that men don't have. What do men desire? Women. They, that's it. That is it. And it is, that is it. Oh, man. Okay. I, I, and it's biblical. Listen, listen. Okay, look. Okay, since you, who said that? Yeah, oh, Gary. All right, we're gonna, we're jumping ahead because of Gary today. We're gonna totally jump ahead because of Gary today. You're awesome. All right, so we have, we have, uh, obviously mothers are a big deal. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your mom. Um, and the Bible illustrates several important Mothers, okay, Mary, the mother of God, that's kind of a big one, right? Mary, the mother of God, big, big deal. Uh, I like Deborah a lot. Deborah's cool. She's, she was the mother of a nation at one time. Who's the mother of humanity? Eve, yeah. <laughs> okay, and I, you know what? Whenever we read the, 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 the account of the fall, Eve really, <laughs> she gets a really bad rap here, doesn't she? I mean, it, I mean, she's responsible for the fall of humanity. She, <laughs> the mother of humanity is responsible. She, she was the activating force that, that brought an evil into the world. She ate the fruit. She, you know, had a conversation with the snake, the devil. It's all her fault. All right. We're really hard on Eve. But I want, let's take a listen to this. Let's just, just go with me here. Genesis chapter 3. Now, the serpent was more crafty than all the other wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, okay, did, not, did God really say? That's one lie the enemy of God's always going to give you. Did God really tell you that? Did God really say? Did God really say that you're going to get out of debt? Did God really say that you're going to be successful? Did God really say that you're going to break free from this depression? You're always going to be that way. So that, that's, that's one of the enemy's first lies. Did God really say that? Do you really believe this stuff that, that you hear in the word of God, that you hear preached, that you hear or feel in worship? Do you really believe that stuff? That's, that's what he begins to breed in doubt immediately. God really say you must not eat from the tree in the garden. From any tree in the garden. So he's obviously, he's already beginning to twist and manipulate. Because he says, okay, didn't God say you can't eat anything in, in the entire garden? And actually Eve corrects the devil. Hmm? She does. That's kind of cool. Eve says, the woman said to the serpent, uh, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. And you must not touch it or what? You shall die. Another big, giant, fat lie. Surely you will not die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat of the, when you eat, excuse me, of it, your eyes will be opened 
and you will be what? You will be like God. That's, that's the first temptation right there. When you eat, you're going to be like God. And you might not think this applies to your life. It does. You know why it applies to your life? Because you want to be God. Because you want control. Because you want God to back off. Because you don't want anybody telling you what to do. Because, because you're an American. Right? Don't tread on me. And you got your yellow flag with its snake. And you're, you're, no one's going to take away your rights. You're, you're the master of your own destiny. Okay, I, I get it. I actually like it. But when it comes to God, you have to let him be in control. It's the number one temptation. You can be the God of your own life. If you eat it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Okay? When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also what? You guys following on? Got your Bibles? Underline this. And also desirable for gaining wisdom. That's the point right there. That's what she was after. She went about it the wrong way, but she was after wisdom. Desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some of it and she ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. All right. So the major temptation is, okay, you're going to be like God. You can shortcut and um, you, can, you can have your heart's desire and you can have it right now. It's like fast food spirituality. We like this kind of stuff. I want it, and I want it now. It's like J.G. Wentworth. Give me my money and give it to me now, right? Whatever that commercial is. Um, what is her heart's desire? Did you catch it? Wisdom. She saw that the fruit was good, and she desired it. She desired wisdom. Okay, now again, we give, we're really, really hard on Eve, but I just wanted to show you the grace that's involved here, how good God is. What would it have been like if it was the man that was tempted first? Because what, what, what do men desire? <laughs> they desire? They desire women. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, all right, so when I, so when Pops is watching kids and they're beating each up in the, in the backyard or when they've got a problem or when their bike is broken, what does Pops do? He fixes it. When Sophia, my eight-year-old, comes home and a kid has been mean to her, what do, what do fathers do? What do dads do? We're like, we're going we're gonna to fix this. And what you do is you get the kid by the, the scruff and... <laughs> And we fix problems. We, we, have a, we apply our, our tool set, our knowledge base to fix things. That's what good fathers do. But even though I can fix my child's problem practically with knowledge and information and what's in my tool belt, what she really needs is wisdom. She doesn't need knowledge. She needs wisdom. And where does she get wisdom from? She gets wisdom from my wife. Because my wife brings her in, and it's not, you know, she's not trying to fix the problem. She is, she's loving our child osmosively. It's through the hug. It's through the embrace. See, my, my wife and my child, 
Like they know each other's feelings and they know each other's emotions. They're tuned in and they're tapped in. Like, like grandma and Bo, they know that, 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 that something is going on and, and, and I'm miles away. Well, okay, moms, you know this. Like if you hear a sound in the kitchen, like guys don't like, well, a big, well, all the pots fell out of the top cupboard, who cares, right? But moms automatically know that there's pain involved before the child screams, Right? They, they can feel and they can sense when they're, even when they're blindfolded. Sometimes the last thing that we need is more knowledge and more information. You know what the Bible tells us that we need? We need wisdom. Proverbs chapter four. Wisdom is supreme. Although it costs you everything you have, you get wisdom at all costs. Because wisdom is supreme. Now, here's the interesting thing about wisdom. All right. Uh, Proverbs chapter 8. Let's look at that real quick. The interesting thing about wisdom. Oh, we should probably tell. Okay. So, yeah, guys like knowledge, right? Guys go after knowledge. Okay. So, when, when Eve blew it for all humanity, right? She desired wisdom. That's actually what drew her in. It was a shortcut. I'm not saying what she did was right. She was actually kind of following Proverbs. Like she was out to get wisdom at all costs. It only cost her her soul and the fall of all of mankind. But she was after wisdom at all costs. So wisdom drew her in. What does the Bible say what drew the man in? The man, he was drawn by Eve. Now just think, if it would have been the man first, if, it had been, if he would have sought after knowledge first, what does knowledge lead to? Power. What does wisdom lead to? You want to take a guess? All right. Proverbs tells us that wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom at all costs. It is, it is paramount is another way that it says it. It is the most important thing in your life is another way to say it. What does Paul tell us that it is the most important thing? Faith, hope, and, and the greatest of these is, so what, is, what does wisdom lead to? Love. There is an infinite, intimate connection between wisdom and love. And actually, I don't, if you are not loving well, then you're not going to be wise. And if you move yourselves into areas of wisdom, you can't, you will not, you can't help but to love better. Because wisdom and love, it is, the, it is the intimacy, it is the embrace. I had a professor explain it to me this way. Knowledge is, is book learning. It is what you do in the classroom. But wisdom is what you do on a date. That makes sense. It is the, what we sung about, the, you know, the, the unforeseen kiss or the sloppy wet kiss. It is, it is, you know, and sometimes the last thing that we need in our lives is more information. Guys, we, 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 guys have the biggest problem with this because we know that in order for us to get ahead, we need more information and more knowledge. And so that's what we seek. And we think that we are seeking first the kingdom of God, when in fact we're not. We're actually losing the point. We need to be moving into further areas of intimacy. And you, there is no certificate 
for wisdom. There is no diploma for wisdom. Does that make sense? All right. Proverbs chapter 8. Let's, let's look at what wisdom actually is, what it says that it is. There uh, we go. All right, here we go. Okay, hang on. Okay, this is going to hit some of you sideways. It, it might make you feel uncomfortable, but I'm, it's the Bible, folks. I don't know how else to say it. Okay, does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise what? Her. What? Her voice. On the heights along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Besides the gates leading into the city at the entrance, she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, gain understanding. Listen, for I, for I have worthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true. For the lips detest wickedness. And all the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. To the faithful, the faultless, to those who have knowledge. Choose my instruction instead of silver. Knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies. And nothing you desire can compare to what? Her. I love wisdom. Dwell together with her with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have understanding and power by the king's reign and rulers make laws that are just. My princes is govern and all the nobles who rule the earth. I love those who love me, and those who seek me, what? Find me. Is this interesting to anybody? Because this virtue, this, this character trait, this thing called wisdom, the Bible personifies. It, like, it, it makes it a person. She is talking to you. And the, the really cool thing is, is that she is a she. And we are to... It's easy for, easy for guys. We are to embrace her. For gals, you need to see this as, okay, there, there's, a, there's a spiritual mothering that goes on with wisdom that we all need. There's a spiritual mothering that goes on inside of wisdom and only inside of wisdom. We're gonna skip down to verse 22. The Lord brought me forth... As the first fruits of his works, before his deeds of old, I was appointed from eternity, from the beginning, before the world began. All right, put your thinking caps on just for a second. What does this remind you of? I heard it. Creation. This is Genesis 1, folks. When there were no oceans, I was given birth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the earth or its fields or any of the dust of the world, I was there. He set the heavens in place. When he marked out the horizons of the face of the deep, 
when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its bounty and the waters uh, would not overstep his commands. And when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was the craftsman at his side. You want to take a stab? But this is wisdom, right? Who was there at the beginning of creation? There's three folks there. God the Father, Logos, Jesus, and who else? Who hovered over the waters? The Holy Spirit. I was filled with the light day after day, rejoicing in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world, and delighting in mankind. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instructions and be wise. Do not ignore it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at the doors, watching at the door. For whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from God. But whoever fails to find me harms himself. And all who hate me love death. Whoa. Hey, just real quick. Um, what's a surefire way to get yourself into hell? This Bible quiz real quick. What is a surefire way to, to, to send your soul straight to hell? He's blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. It, it, and, 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 you know, the Holy Spirit testifies to Jesus. So if you're going to blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, you are stepping over the work that was done on, on the cross. And you're just... Oh, I, I, I've been told to behave myself, so I'm not going to. Um, you're just, you're just, you're rejecting Jesus. And this is what's going on here. You have to love wisdom. Like wisdom is supreme. Wisdom is love. Wisdom is the expression. If oh, giant theological Pandora's box here. Should I open it up? Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. <laughs> What is, there is a connection. There's a very strong connection between Holy Spirit and wisdom. And the, the thing, the big giant theological Pandora's box is wisdom is a woman. All right, here we go. Let me get myself back into some orthodoxy, into some correct theology. God the Father, he's a father. Jesus is definitely a dude, right? <laughs> we got that. And... When you are to relate to the Holy Spirit, it is in the male gender. It's always referred to as a he. Uh, is the Holy Spirit a guy? No, he's not. He, see, I'm, I'm correct theology here. He's not. And I don't, it, it's not even fair, and it's not even accurate to call the Holy Spirit an it. I used to do that, and then God corrected me. He's not an it, he's a he. That's what the Bible says that we are, that's how we're supposed to relate to Holy Spirit as a he. But there is something we, all theologians know. And again, if you get into this and as we read it here, and if you let it sink in and seep in, you will see that there is there, there the, the, the wisdom and the, and the Holy Spirit, they're like, they, they, they just start, they're, they're, they're one. And to say, I don't need any wisdom in my life. I'm completely okay with knowledge and information. But wisdom, God's wisdom, I don't really need that. I'm going to make my own choices in this life. I'm going to, re I'm going to rely on my own understanding rather than his, his wisdom. That is that's scary territory, folks. 
that's really scary territory. You start moving into pushing the Holy Spirit out of your life, denying the work on the cross, disconnecting with your heavenly Father. It's difficult stuff. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, at any cost, get wisdom. We teach and we preach, and and, and rightfully so, and we will continue hitting this over and over and over again, that our biggest struggle is connecting with a loving Heavenly Father. Okay, you guys are doing great. You really are. I can tell. But those folks out there, they think God is bad, and they think that he's mean, and they think that he's out to get them and torture them. Just, just have open conversation. Excuse me. Can I get some water? Is there water in that? Have some open conversations with people. And they're going to ask questions like, well, if, if God is so good, why is there diseases in this world? If, if there is a loving Heavenly Father, then why did this happen? If God is, oh, water. If God is so good, then why did this happen to me and my childhood? And so there's some, you know, there's, there's daddy issues, right? We know that these exist. There's father heart issues, and they keep us from connecting to God. But you guys are doing great. I think you're getting it. I think you really are getting it that, okay, I'm, I'm supposed to see God as a loving heavenly father. He is an Abba father, right? I'm supposed to connect with him on an infant level, like, I cry out and I coo out to him. There we go. I got two waters now. I feel like I'm at a party. Mm. All right. Big giant theological can of worms. What do you do if you got mom issues? Do we ever talk about that? We hardly ever talk about that one, do we? We're always addressing father issues because that's the big, that's the big bad boy. That's why, that, I mean, for humanity, that's why it's important that the Bible refers to God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus is a guy. That's why it's important. But what, what do you do if, if you have a great dad and you don't have those types of issues? What if you have mom issues? How does this apply to me in my life? Connect to wisdom. Connect to wisdom. Because wisdom is supreme. How do you, how do, you do it? There's, look, so, sometimes I get really jealous of women's uh, ministries and programs and things, right? <laughs> I don't know. I want to go to the women's brunch, right? I do. I'm like, how come I don't get invited to these things? Yeah, so much fun. I, I, Heather did invite me once because I complain about this all the time. Heather actually invited me last year to the women's brunch. She called my bluff. It's awesome. <laughs> um, look, we need dads in our church. We need spiritual fathers in this church. We have, oh my gosh, we have a plethora 
of spiritual mothers. And all I, need, I, don't, I don't need to fix this problem, right? So I want to fix problems. There is no problem with the spiritual mothers in our church. They rock. They're awesome. All I want to do is just highlight this to you. Look, uh, sometimes when we have issues, when we have problems, we go to knowledge when we ought to be going to wisdom. This is what guys do, right? Guys, guys want to fix problems, and they'll seek knowledge, but they won't seek wisdom. So I'm just going to propose. If you've got, you've got stuff going on, and it's like you're hitting this wall over and over and over again, and you, you don't have any fruit in your life, and you're not having any breakthrough in your life, and you're broke, and your relationships are falling apart, and I know this from experience, and you're coming to me, and you're quoting more scripture than I know, <laughs> Right? You know what the problem is? You're not seeking wisdom. I'll talk to you all day long. But maybe you need to be seeking a spiritual mother. Because I'm going to try and fix your problem. I'm not very good at it. But I'm going to try and fix your problem. But maybe you need to have a spiritual mother that says, you know what, son, daughter, you need a hug. You need to get some love through osmosis. Osmosis. Right? Do you see what I'm saying? There's an amazing thing about moms. There's an amazing thing about spiritual mothers. Maybe you don't even have natural kids, but you're a spiritual mother. You can be. I want to challenge you to, to tap into that wisdom that is bred into your gender. Even if you're an analytical woman where you got all your, you know, you, you, you think that way, you can tap into wisdom that is beyond knowledge. Do you guys know that? You know that wisdom is beyond knowledge? Let me give you a good example. Are there any Uncle Bobs in the audience? Any Uncle Bobs? Oh, we've got one Uncle. Are you saved, Bob? Okay, then we're going to talk about a different Bob. Um, so, you got your Uncle Bob. And he's cranky, he's a, not you, and he's cranky, and he's a curmudgeon. He's been wounded in life, he doesn't like people, and he's got God issues. He's not a believer, and everybody knows this. Everybody's got this information, and, and you, got, you have to go to Thanksgiving dinner and hang out with Uncle Bob. He's not saved. You went to the 101 class, you went to the 201 class. You took your spiritual gifts inventory in 301 class. You know the sinner's prayer. You know the Lord's prayer. You know that Uncle Bob's going to hell. You got all the information you need. You got all the tools in your toolbox to go in and fix the situation. You have knowledge. But wisdom is above knowledge. Wisdom will say, this is not the year to lead Uncle Bob to the Lord. Next year, you lead Uncle Bob to the Lord. Does that make sense? And see, we, we don't listen to wisdom. We don't, we don't cherish her. We don't value her. We don't, we don't embrace her. We want it, we want it now, and we're going to use our information to get it, right? And we shortcut God. We do what Eve did. Eve had to have it right there and right now. She's like, there's wisdom, there's knowledge, and I got to have it, and I got to have it now. But you see, wisdom says, okay. There's spiritual timing to things. Do you see what I'm saying? 
Wisdom is beyond knowledge. That's why we have to embrace her. You know, there's, there's obviously things that are right and things that are wrong, like murder is wrong. We all know that. It's a kind of a black and white issue. In our world, we live in a crazy world, and things are getting gray, right? The lines are blurring. We don't know what, what is actually right and wrong. Stem cell research, is this right or wrong? I don't know. It's, is it helping people? Yeah, it's really confusing. We don't know what to do. I got two incredible, I'm a single person. I got two incredible people in my life. They both love God. I'm going to accumulate the information. But don't choose your spouse based off of information. Choose it based off of wisdom. And where does that wisdom come from? It comes from the Lord. It is, it is the empowering of the Holy Spirit. Look, look, bottom, I know a lot of Christians that have a lot of knowledge. I know a lot of them. Unfortunately, I don't know a lot of Christians that have a lot of wisdom. Yeah. If I did, you would see the fruit. But we think that knowledge is the answer when the answer is wisdom. Wisdom is supreme. So are you stuck spiritually? Like are you hitting road bumps and you're frustrated with your faith and you feel like, okay, I gotta go to another class and I gotta get another certificate and I gotta jump through some more hoops so I can get some more information to solve my problems. I'm gonna just say just embrace wisdom. If you love her, she will what? She will love you. If you love her, she will love you. I thank, I thank God that it was Eve and not Adam. She was a good mom. Could you imagine the heartbreak that she had with, with Cain and Abel? And she didn't give up. She had Seth. She probably had more. We don't know who they were. Spiritual moms, they don't give up either. She's like, all right, I know what God's promises are. And I got this hurt, I got this heartbreak within my own household, but I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna birth another promise. She had a desire. She was drawn towards wisdom. She knew what God's plans were. Wisdom is understanding what God's will is. It's spent a lot of time on prophecy lately. It's, a, it is, it, it's, it's like prophecy. Although... Where prophecy ceases, wisdom is eternal. It was there at the beginning of time. It's going to go on forever. Wisdom, wisdom is it's there with the Holy Spirit. Prophecy is just merely an extension of wisdom. And we got to have it. We got to have it to survive. All right, if I can get to the band and the ushers come on up to the front. Not bad, huh? I kept it short. It's Mother's Day. You got brunches to go to, hats to put on. All right. 
Okay, so what, what Eve desired from her heart to connect to, to wisdom, and she ate the fruit, here's the good news for the New Testament believer. The good news to the New Testament believer is that you can eat the fruit right now. Like you can, you can have wisdom right now. It's a spiritual gift. It is the supreme spiritual gift. I don't have this on the screen. Just listen to it. 1 Corinthians 2. The spirit, not content to filth out around on the surface, it dives into the depths of God and brings out what God planned all along. Whoever knows what you're thinking and planning except for you yourself, the same with God, except that he not only knows what he's thinking, but he lets us in on it. That's wisdom. God offers a full report of all the gifts of life and salvation, and he is giving us, that he's giving us. We don't have to rely on the world's guesses and opinions. We didn't learn this by reading books or going to school. We learned it from God, who taught us person to person through Jesus. And we are passing it on to you in the same firsthand, personal way. The unspiritual self, just as it is by nature, cannot receive the gifts of God's spirit. There is no capacity for them. They seem like so much silliness. Spirit can be known only by spirit. God's spirit and our spirit in open communion, spiritually alive, we have access to everything God's Spirit is doing and can't be judged by unspiritual critics. Isaiah says, Is there anyone around who knows the Spirit of God? Anyone who knows what He is doing? It has been answered. Christ Jesus knows. And we have Christ Jesus' Spirit living in us. Let's pray. God, I want to thank you for placing not only godly grandparents and a godly mother and a godly wife into my life, but I also want to thank you for all the spiritual mothers that has just blessed this church, that prays for our children, that will come alongside of a child that is not even theirs and will love them, that will nurture them, that will speak life into their hearts. God, right now we honor all the spiritual mothers in this church who have given sacrificially, who have loved beyond their means. And I pray right now that you will bless them. And I also pray right now that you will empower them to do even greater things in this season that we're at. God, we thank you for the call of intercessory prayer that has been laid on this house. And we say, yes, Lord. We will we'll listen and, and heed that call. We want more wisdom, Lord, and more of you. God, I pray you just bless this offering in your name. Amen.